Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Bama Baseline Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today, including two outstanding performances from your Crimson Tide team in the tournament so far. Uh, we beat Iona 68-255 in our, first, in our round of 64 matchup. What did you guys notice? Herbert Jones. Yep. 20 points, three steals, two assists, six rebounds. Are you kidding me? Like, dude. I know that JQ is probably the guy who's going to take over in big spots, which we saw at the end of this game with that huge reverse layup. Mm -hmm. But talk about a solid guy who's carrying us, Herbert Jones. Oh, yeah. This was just an overall one of Herb's best games this year, if not his best. Like, this was just what we needed for someone to step up. I think Herb's listening to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll address it more later, but I thought this game was huge. Uh, in terms of the defensive effort and a defensive result we really got as a team. I thought Herb Jones played a huge role in that. He led the team uh, against Iona, and the team followed suit and matched his energy and played tough defense all night. Um, you know, we just it was just a little bit of a slow start on offense, but I thought we cleaned it up the next game, so I'm not that concerned about it. I mean, yeah, this... The whole game for like versus Iona up until like later in the game towards the end, it was like too close for comfort. Yeah. Like, and I just felt like worried like the whole game, unlike when we played Maryland, like half the game I was just like enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this game was just a true test. It was like I we were getting our feet in the water in the tournament. We needed someone to test us a little bit. And yeah. I think it was that game. I mean, listen, we went up against a great coach and Rick Pitino who attacked us exactly how Very he true. should have. Um, but what I liked about this game is Alabama didn't hit shots, but they won the game the other way they can win games. And that was defensively, like you said, Jackson. Um, you know, defense was great here. And honestly, like, I love seeing us win these kind of games because it shows me that we can win two ways. And when you can win two ways, you can win a lot of games, especially in the tournament. So I think this is going to will bode well for us in the future. And uh, clearly we saw that against Maryland. Uh, the, the Maryland game, I got to say, was probably one of my favorite games that I've watched this year. This was, uh, we were just raining the three ball the whole game. I remember I remember during like the game, I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet from Barstool UMD and they were like complaining, like saying, these guys just don't miss. It was just so great to see that. Yeah, I mean, this was this was by far the best looking game to watch this year, and I think it's because this was this is the game Nate Oates has been trying to get out of this team since he got here. This is the game Nate Oates has seen this roster playing for two years now. This is the game Nate Oates knows we can play, and this is the type of game Nate Oates knows we can win. Um, when the three ball is on, and when our guys are hot, you are not winning, and this was a prime example. Um, a solid team in Maryland that uh, I feel like they should have scored a little less. I thought, you know, that either way, we won the game by 19 points, so I'm not that concerned. But it was an offensive night, and my God. I, I think we have to uh, mention who really played well this game, and that's Mr. Petty. Petty, so, I would, that, would, that whole second half, he was really just making it rain like everyone else, man. Like, dude, it was just so nice to see John Petty finally hitting his shots. And even o Oates acknowledged it after the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, and to your point, Jackson, I mean, yeah, I think we probably should have let had them score less. But to be fair, they did go on a 14-11 to 11 run, I think it was, to end the game in, like, kind of garbage time. So, yeah. you know, the, take, take it or leave it with that. But, that's I, you not know, that's – Right. It, you know, they really – they really it was really, you know, 90-68 to 68 at one point. Um, yeah. But, I you know, truly just- – I just truly just think if Petty is on like this, we are outside of Gonzaga, probably one of the most dangerous teams. I think we could be, I honestly, I I'm going to say it. I think we could be Baylor if Petty's on. If we, if we were playing like we did yesterday uh, against Maryland. I think you could, we can be any team like this. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to point out one person and that is Mr. Joshua Primo who made his return in the second um, game of the tournament. Um, Dude just came in like a ball of fire, two yeah. threes, an incredible putback dunk. I oh, mean, yeah. geez, geez. Um, yeah, that was insane. This kid was going off. Um, this kid is a warrior. Like two games ago, the man looked like he was going to be out for the whole tournament. And look at him now. He's doing putback dunks. Which was insane. Yeah, um, I, I'm just so happy we have him for this tournament. He's going to be a big piece. Not to toot the Bama baseline horn, but uh, a podcast favorite, Javon Quinterly, with a double-double. <laughs> and 11 assists. Count them. 11. Boom. <laughs> but I think one person is also needing recognition for playing so well this tournament. And I said it before the podcast – Mr. Alex Reese, mm-hmm. Alex Reese, that man knows how to come up in big moments. And dude, he was, it's just so nice seeing all these guys hitting the shots. I can't yeah. know how to say, it, say it anywhere else. I think we got to give another shout out to a more or less blue collar warrior for the Crimson Tide. And that is his first start in the tournament, Juwan Gary. Gary. Just going off right now. I oh, mean, like, that, man. you don't, it's not in the points, and that's not what you need to watch. It's his defense and it's his rebounding is where you need to find it. I mean, he, he had three offensive rebounds, which led to his six points, all six, you know. Um, but seven total rebounds, one assist, and one block. But I mean, he's in on every play near the rim. He, he is. Everyone in the media who's been like, Alabama doesn't have a shot blocker, Alabama doesn't have a rim protector, it's Juwan Gary. This team is clicking at the right time. They are peaking at the right time. Um, I think they're one of the hottest teams in the tournament right now. Uh, Granted, granted, these are two teams that uh, we should have beaten, uh, in all honesty, but but there are two teams in March Madness. Uh, There are two teams in the tournament. There are two teams that were going to give us their best, and there are two teams that we beat. Um, I'm excited for the remainder of the tournament for the men's side of things uh bring it over to the women's side of things the women kicked off uh their tournament run against north carolina and 180 to 71 yep. anything you guys noticed in that matchup yeah jordan lewis 32 points 11 rebounds and eight assists uh i don't know what else you need to see from that but you know that's that's pretty much it she also had a steal she almost had a triple double she had eight assists too she, she was just Literally doing it all. She she was doing her best impersonation of LeBron. Let's just say it that. <laughs> yeah, she went absolutely off. 
Uh, the team was clicking. This was another fun game to watch for the Tide fans. Just, you know, everything coming together at the right moment. And it was really good to see. Um, again, we talked about it on this podcast. As long as, you know, their stars kind of come out to play and Lewis and Walker, they're going to be they're going to be competitive. And obviously Jordan Lewis saw that opportunity and scored 32 points with it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but unfortunately they do advance and they do play Maryland. Um, and this was a tough game for the Crimson Tide. Jordan Lewis only held the eight points. Alabama loses 106, 264. Um, listen, Maryland's Maryland's much like the men's for Alabama. They're quintessentially probably the fifth one seed in the tournament, as a lot of people have said. Um, this, you know, we just ran into a buzzsaw that is red hot. You know, I mean, Mar- Maryland's really good. Yeah. Maryland had to get their revenge on us somehow. So, <laughs> yeah, Mar- this Maryland's women's team is really good. I, I think they probably go to the final four out of their region. It's just, you know, they're, they're a tough team. I mean, yeah, they're one of the best college programs for women's basketball, like right now. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be tough to beat. Yeah, that would have been a win. I would have said if we somehow pulled that out. Yeah, listen, this was tough, and not. I mean, listen, the girls had a fantastic season, seventeen and ten. You, you can't really ask for much more. Um, you know, so we want to congratulate them on a great season and for entertaining us this this year. And I think there's a lot of good to go forward. And coach, you know, Coach Curry is a great coach, and she's going to have them ready next year. So, you know, I, I watch out for Alabama next year. They can. They can turn it on. They have yeah, I think they're gonna be back and better than ever next year. Yeah, I do think this team showed throughout multiple points this year. Uh, they can take they can take tough losses and they can take uh, lessons out of a lot of these tough losses. And usually they come back better than they were uh, the last time out. So I'm excited for their season next year, as you both echoed, and really just excited to see these girls back on the court. I know they. I know this is now they want their season to end. Yeah. Um, so that is it for part one. We are going to head into part two, talking about all things uh, tournament-wise, big upsets that surprised us, uh, talk about predictions for the remaining teams, uh, Final Four predictions. We're going to talk about the women's weight room controversy with the NCAA tournament that's been raging for a while, uh, just briefly. And then after that, we'll go into part three and we'll preview Alabama UCLA. So stick around and thank you for listening to Bama Baseline. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. Welcome back, folks, to Bama Baseline. This is part two. We're talking all things uh, college basketball. Uh, Right now, let's just go back to the first two rounds uh, and just talk about some of the upsets that have surprised us a little bit obviously let's start with the biggest one oral roberts upsetting ohio state and florida to get into the sweet 16 i mean uh, who literally who saw this coming i no one. did not no one i mean ohio state's choking in the college football playoff and in the march madness i mean rough year for ohio state, i gotta say rough rough year love to see it i mean um, just wow what <laughs> like I I don't I mean it it wasn't even a, a possibility in my mind I was so certain on Ohio State advancing I didn't even consider Oral Roberts um, props to them uh, really for playing 
the heart of playing tough as nails, man. But wow, Ohio State's got to do some soul searching after this year. If it, if yeah. this year taught us anything, it's gonna it is anyone can be beat on any given day. Mm-hmm. And Oral Roberts took advantage of that opportunity. Just and me and, and, and now him. Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16. Like, huh? Ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't want to spend too much time on upsets, but we'll just go through the rest of them. Uh, obviously, UCLA coming out of that play-in game, uh, making their way to the Sweet 16 against Bama. They're hot, red hot. Um, you know, Oregon State has proven themselves to be a very good basketball team. They're red hot beating Oklahoma State, who I thought was going to go to the Final Four. Kate Cunningham laid an absolute egg. Yeah. Uh, Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean is back. Pretty sure she's a witch. It is what it is. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, And then probably one of the hottest shooting teams in in the tournament right now. Number 11, Syracuse. Buddy Buckets. I know you like that, Brandon. I I'm I'm so here for that. I'm so here for that. I think Buddy Buckets. Let's go. Um, I I think that's I, I guess Oregon gets by VCU with the COVID disqualification, and then just beats the doors off of Iowa. But I'm not really sure Iowa was that great of a team. They don't play defense. Like Iowa just wasn't a good defensive team, and that's why they lost. I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, like, it's so hard to, like, in my opinion, to really, like, defy how someone loses in March. It, 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 it honestly matters who's on and who's off that one day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do now, considering that we kind of didn't really get to do this last podcast, but now we have some time, uh, is we're going to go from the Sweet 16 and pick our Final Four and National Championships once again. Um, so we'll start in – the what is that the north region or the east region with gonzaga gonzaga playing number five creighton boys what do we got i mean Uh i think it's easy (laughs) yeah how do you not take gonzaga here i mean they've been hot all year uh they're the best probably they're one of the best coach teams in college basketball they're one of the best teams overall in college basketball they show up they show out they're prepared they're tough they're smart uh they're a great basketball team and I just wouldn't feel confident betting against them. So I got Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I think Creighton's been playing well. Don't get oh, me wrong. Sure. Uh, but I just don't think Creighton has the athletes to necessarily match up with uh, Gonzaga. No. So so Gonzaga gets the win here for sure in it's my book. Great for Creighton. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see Gonzaga – losing in any scenario to not make the final four it's just like i think they're the biggest lock out of anyone yeah so we'll move on to usc oregon uh two packed teams who are pretty hot right now i have oregon here just because they played really well against iowa and their guard play is outstanding yeah um i definitely tend to lean uh in your direction there i do think the win against iowa speaks volumes for Oregon and the type of program uh, they've really, they've, they're really trying to become. Um, I, but I really think it's toss up, you know, it's a 60 versus seven seed in the same conference. These teams, are, uh, they know each other, they have some familiarity. And I, I, I mean, this game's going to be close. I think, I don't think either team pulls out a convincing win. I but, mean, my personal opinion, I'm going to go with USC this game. 
And I'm going because I think Evan Mobley is going to come and ball out. Yeah. Anytime you have one of the best players in the nation, you have a chance in any game. And I just, I don't know. I just don't see Oregon winning this game. I just think USC's got it. I don't know. It's just one of those feelings. I thought that logic for Oklahoma State, and now yeah. they're back in Stillwater. But, um, all right, so we'll go to what I think is the West. Um, Baylor, Villanova. That's going to be a great game. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't see anyone beating Baylor from that from that region. Uh, I see Jackson's face, and I think I'm on his side as well. I, I don't know, man. I can't bet against Villanova in the Sweet 16. It, it just it – just, it just feels wrong. I mean, I don't know. Baylor's just looking so sharp right now. I mean, like, they're figuring, they're figuring out their defense. I mean, once they become a tone team defensively, it's going to be really tough to beat them. Oh, yeah. Well, Baylor is – they are one seed for a reason. Uh, they're hot. They play well. They're a great team. They got some talent. But, you know, Bill and it's, it's really – it's the pedigree. It's, it's the culture. It's, you know, it's the mentality at Villanova that – got them this far and I think it's that that championship pedigree that's going to continue them uh to the elite eight I don't know if they go final four but in this scenario but I I think they advance I I like Villanova here over Baylor in one of the biggest upsets of the Sweet 16. I mean anytime you have Jay Wright you have a chance exactly mm-hmm. right exactly right um yeah I I think I take Villanova here too just because of that I don't know. I just li- – Baylor looks so good right now. Like, they're – They do. I'm not, like, I want to say – like, I want to say Alabama is the hottest team in the country right now, but Baylor is well up there right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so tough. I mean, like, I want to say if a team could beat them, it would be Villanova, but, like, I don't want to say that. But it's going to be a t- really tough for Villanova. I just personally don't see it happening, but I would like it to happen right. in terms of an upset. That's fair. Um, next game is Arkansas, Oral Roberts. I'm just going to go ahead and say I think Arkansas is probably one of the best. Let me say that again. Arkansas is probably one of the hottest teams in the tournament right now, and I like Arkansas against Oral Roberts. I think the Cinderella story ends. The Cinderella story cannot die. Oral Roberts will advance to the Elite Eight. I don't believe At that. At least I want that to happen. <laughs> as much I, as I mean, I mean, Brandon – like I said earlier, if this tournament's taught us anything, you can't bet – you can't – nothing's a guarantee. Nothing is a guarantee. Oral Roberts beat second seed Ohio State first round. I mean, they can beat anyone. Oral Roberts – I'd be scared of Oral Roberts right now. As much as I want to go um, Oral Roberts, I am going Oral Roberts. Arkansas is not winning. Yes. Uh, Jackson. I, 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 I lost all confidence in Arkansas after they beat us to tank our rankings just to lose the next five game, five, six games in a row. How many was it? Four or five games in a row right after that? Yeah. yeah. This Arkansas is hot right now. They're playing well, but I think I think Oral Roberts keeps it going. I don't know. They've been they've been chugging right along. I think if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. I mean literally like imagine Oral Roberts making a final four run like ridiculous i don't know i i I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some random vegas bet like someone put this crazy amount of money on oral roberts to go all the way 
I could just see that happening right now. That's going to show up uh, the morning at, the morning before the national championship is some guy just lost $500,000 betting on Orwabs to win it. I really want Oral Roberts to make it to the final four. I mean, from that region, yes. Not, not, not going to happen. <laughs> Imagine Oral Roberts advances in the lead eight, takes down Baylor to make the final four. That would be crazy. Um, New offensive right. jump. So moving on. Loyola Chicago and Oregon State. I think all three of us are on the same page here. Yep. Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Sister, it has not failed me yet. I'm riding with Sister Jean. <laughs> yeah, Sister Jean. Can't bet against her right now. I am right. a Sister Jean stan. I'm a day one Sister Jean diehard. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, the Syracuse Orangemen. Arguably one of the hottest teams in the country right now against Houston. I, we don't even need to hear Brandon's take. We already know he's going to say Syracuse is going to win. I'd, I'd like Syracuse. Houston's been quiet, man. Houston's been quiet. So who are we taking in Syracuse, Houston? Okay, Syracuse, Houston. Like, I really want to say Syracuse, but I don't know. I just – not Cinderella story. It's going to end. Buddy Be- Buddy Bohan, whatever you say his last name, I always, I always screw it up. Bam. Bam, yeah. Not going to be enough, Brandon. I'm sorry. I just don't feel it. Mark Dolajai, Joe Girard, please stop me. Quincy Garrier, come on. Stop it. I don't know. I, I like Syracuse in this matchup. You know, I don't know. I, I just think Houston's okay. been Houston's been too quiet, honestly. Syracuse has been I'm they've more, been alive. They've been I'm more five. inclined to say Syracuse now because Brandon said, Oh, this is a rest game. That's what yeah. this yeah. I'm, so much, I'm so much more like inclined to like, <laughs> take them now because it's gonna come bite them in butt totally. Conversely, but, though, like total spin zone, they could easily just come into this game and beat Syracuse by like 30. So, yes, logically, like, <laughs> I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I, I hate, I hate having this feeling about betting against like the higher seed. I always feel like, yeah. oh, damn, but I don't know. It ha- it's gonna either, it's either gonna be Syracuse is gonna win in a close game or they're gonna get killed. Yeah. Uh, and then Michigan, Florida State. Well, let's pray for Michigan. Let's pray. I do not want to face Florida State. That's just me, though. Yeah, I think I mean, we have. I got Michigan here. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I think I'd rather take on Michigan than Florida State right now. Florida State's the bigger oh. mismatch for us. They're they're huge. Yeah, they're big. But I also just think Michigan could pull this one off. Um, I think it'll be close. I don't think I I don't think it'll be a blowout. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, but I think Michigan sneaks a close one out here against a team that's on fire. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think Michigan gets it, uh, and then we take on Michigan. So, yep. Um, with that being said, we'll we'll save our Bama takes for the next part. Uh, just want to get into the final topic here. Um, obviously, we saw on social media, I believe it was the Oregon girl, uh, yes. posted the weight room of the women's NCAA tournament compared to the men's. Uh, and there's obviously some more vast differences between the men's tournament and the women's tournament this year. It's being brought to light. Um, you know, obviously on this podcast, we 100% agree with that. You know, they they deserve just as much. Um, I, I, I said this the other day. I think it's kind of ridiculous that the men's get this, you know, great basketball venue of, Indiana and Indianapolis for their tournament and all the women got sent to San Antonio yeah. Yeah, and they're playing I, in like D3 gyms. 
I, I think it's disappointing, really. It's it's kind of shocking. Um, you know, I've seen on a lot of different forms of social media, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because they don't generate the same revenue. And to that, um, I say that's that's nonsense, man. Uh, you know, these girls put their bodies on the line, same as, uh, same as men do, um, same risk, uh, just to solely generate revenue for the NCAA. They don't make a cent. Um, and they don't even get, a half decent gym to work out in uh in their off time yeah i think ncaa really they need to step it up this is this is this is terrible yeah i mean i remember watching on tiktok that video of that oregon girl displaying everything what was wrong there was like they had like this little gym area as compared to like the men obviously we all know what a men's like weight room looks like so right. the women's had like some little room and then she said there's all this space for like a big gym yeah and it's it honestly is like screwed up like they worked all their life to like basically get to this moment just like right. the men. i mean i think they're just as entitled as the men are to uh get the same experience if if that makes sense like i they, they should be playing in the same venues not like they should be playing it, it should feel the same it shouldn't feel any lesser than the men's Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we just wanted to address that. Uh, let you know that we, you know, we stand with these women, we stand with what they're fighting for and uh, NCAA needs to have some change. So when we return, we will be uh, previewing and predicting Alabama versus UCLA. So please stick around and we'll be right back with Bama Baseline. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7. The Capstone. Welcome back, folks, to Bama Baseline. This is part three. I totally just took Zach's thunder. He thought he was coming in with the intro. Yeah, I was, I was, I was getting ready to say that. And he, this, this man just takes it from me. This man oh, takes man. You're stealing my thunder. I'm sorry. We didn't talk about it. I'm sorry. Zach, you can do your intro. Welcome, Welcome ladies and gentlemen, to Bama Baseline. This is part three. We'll be looking ahead at the <laughs> women's tournament runs. Thank you for Brandon for stealing my thunder. And let's get I'm back. To, let's get back to the real character of the show. I don't. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But um, <laughs> next, on Sunday we will be playing UCLA in the Sweet 16, a big game for the Tide to advance to the Elite Eight to play the winner of Florida State Michigan. Do you guys have any predictions for the UCLA game? Well, first, I think it's a you got it, Brandon. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say something about how UCLA was banned from being played on this campus and then go into my take. But yes, great matchup. Continue. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I love the matchup. I think UCLA is one of the last couple teams left that are legit. I think they're the one of the last teams in the Sweet 16 that can give us a run for our money. And I like the challenge. Uh, I don't want this team getting any days off because there's no more days off coming. Uh, if you beat UCLA, you get you get Gonzaga. You get, <laughs> you're getting the winner of Michigan, Florida State, which is going to be one a hell of a game. And if you win that game, you get Gonzaga. So if, I do got to say, I do got to say, I got to give hats off to UCLA from from the play-in to make the Sweet 16 in yeah. and itself is impressive. Yeah, I I think it's a close game the whole time. I think it's scrappy. I think it's ugly, and I think we win in a close one, uh, 85 to 78. Um, but I like, I really like how close this matchup is, in, in my mind at least, how close I think it is. I'm glad yeah. we don't get a day off. 
I I personally I I gotta say I, I can see like anywhere from a eight to fifteen point victory because I, like I feel because I feel like it could be close because like I feel like we could be leading going into the second half and we would have a big lead and then towards the end they would cut it. Yeah, just hold it off there. But in all honesty, I really can see this game go. I really want I most I want to see more than anything is John Petty continue what he was doing in the second half of mm-hmm. the last game. That's what I mostly want to see in this game. It, if John Petty can consistently make his shots, oh my god. Oh my god. We'd be dangerous. Uh but I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna give a score of 88 to 75. Okay. All right, all right. I like that. Um, listen, I think we need to continue our hot play, and I think we will. Um, I like the matchup. I think UCLA is very talented, but I think this is another 15-point victory. I do. I think I think the Tide are going to send a message. Everything I've seen, they're loose. They're having fun, practicing hard. Um, and honestly, I just need to see more of Nate Oates trying to tackle his players on the court mid-game after this. Oh, three, yeah. Because that just makes me so happy. He looks like he's the most – happy guy in the whole country he's, he's right now he's actually getting praised by a lot of people i actually was on twitter this morning and i saw jay williams who i think he does like the jump and yeah, stuff. he does former nba player i know who he is he mm-hmm. was praising he said alabama has like a special one in nato and be happy that you're you guys like locked him up for however long and oh my god that just made me feel so good seeing that on my timeline He's awesome, man. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, Nato but, is going to be electric for the future. Yeah. I will say, uh, to call it out, nobody else does. Um, we have leaders that stepped up. We do. We, thought, we were looking for one person, and we got it's four. Teams, it like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a couple people. Uh, the people I see in terms of leadership so far have been Herb Jones and John Petty. Herb Jones is leading the charge on defense. He's he is absolutely leading the charge. He's leading the effort. Juwan Gary understands, and I feel like he's really responding to some of this effort. Um, and John Petty's leading the way on offense. And we have a, a group of guards that can shoot, can finish, can pass. We've got a really special group of guys here. Um, and I'm really glad John Petty's back in the saddle, making his shots, leading us on offense. And uh, Herb Jones is playing like the defense, the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I gotta say, if you're a point, if you're a high school point guard, it is literally a dream to play, play for here. System. Yeah, literally a dream. It is. If I can't, I don't. I'm I'm at a loss for words. I, Brandon, go. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I think it's kind of separated, right? I think we have three players on the court who lead from their play. Like, not yeah. really vocally, but from their play. That's Javon, that's Primo, and that's Shackelford, the young guys. I think when the team needs something to play for and a motivation and that strong voice to be like, we're not going down, this is what's happening, there's three guys in my mind. And it's our three seniors. Reese? Yeah. Petty? They've been there. They got it. Jones Jones digs in on defense whenever he needs to, and it's fantastic. Petty does the same thing and can get hot. Alex Reese has been playing hot, and some things that people don't see is Alex Reese is a total leader on the bench, 
yeah. shout out to my guy T Barnes for bringing the bringing the bench celebrations alive last game. Amazing. But this team is just clicking. They love each other. They're excited every play. It's awesome, and I think they're going to continue on very far into this tournament. We got we one game at a time, my man. One game. One at game a time. at a time. It is March. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process, man. Oh yeah. Trust the process. So, uh, with that being said, this is Bama baseline. Uh, we'll be back. This next is Bama week. baseline. <laughs> This is Bamba Baseline. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That is still Brandon's thunder. Zach gets me back with the thunder. Uh, I think that's the best way to end this show. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking a little Final Four. So, so we'll see you next week. Thank you.